I hear footsteps. Next thing, there's a weight on the bed, on the other side of the bed. And I remember I looked down and I saw blood. How did you feel? Were you not in pain? One day I wake up, I'm paralyzed from the waist down. I cannot move my legs. Mm. I nearly lost a parent to that. And I rush home and I see them almost lifeless. I could not wake up. Depression hit me and it hit me hard mm. to a point where I was having suicidal ideations again. Good day to you and thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of I've Been Through the Most podcast. Right. Yo, Millicent, it's been such a beautiful journey. To you say yo before you even get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let wow. me tell you, because when we received the email from this guest, immediately I was attracted to her. Um, mm. One, I love the fact that she was a medical student. And two, I love the fact that she went through so much. But she's here to share her story. Mm. She sounds great, but her story is even more interesting but before that make sure you subscribe make sure you share this video make sure you help us get to 200k subscribers here on youtube remember we're also on spotify as well as apple podcast so make sure you also go and sign up and follow on those platforms to make sure you don't miss out on any episode right here on St. Twins TV. Today we have a beautiful lady in studio with a gorgeous smile. Thank Rochelle, you. welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Can you tell us why you're here? I am here because, well, I've been and have overcome the most. Hmm. I, I really believe that it is through the grace of God that I'm able to sit here before you and testify I suppose I can call mm. it a testimony. It is yeah. a testimony. It's a testimony. So, background, brief background. <laughs> Let's yeah. start from the beginning. Yeah. I am 24 years old. I am a medical student. I am in my fourth year of my studies. Supposed to be in my fifth, but due to being going through the most, yeah. <laughs> I fell a year behind. But I'm picking myself up and I'm moving on from there. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Nice. So let's start in the beginning. I know yes. there are a couple of events that did happen in your life. Yes. But let's start in the beginning, as the you put beginning, it. Yes. Beginning. What was yes. the root of everything transpiring to where you are now? So the beginning, beginning, I would take it to my childhood, being raised in a household that, yes, it was a two-parent household. Mm -hmm. But the relationship and the marriage was not the healthiest. Um, I always used to say that, look, my dad as a dad was perfect. But as a husband, not so much. So I did not have a good example of what that was. And I didn't realize that it affected me to a point where I kind of needed a male figure in my life mm. to show me that kind of love that I did not see being shown to my mom. Mm -hmm. Deep. And that inevitably, not taking the blame on me, but I believe that it led, it put me in a situation where I ended up being raped. Mm. It happened in 2020. I grew up in a Christian household. I told myself, look, I'm going to save myself for marriage. There's no need to rush anything. I'm okay. Mm. I'm good. I only started dating in matric. For three years, I told myself long haul. 
were mm. doing this and in those 3 years it really was just exploring other aspects of a relationship communication bonding and all of that yeah and that did not work out the relationship ended because we weren't headed in the same direction yeah. and so i started taking up a hobby this was around covid time yeah when mm. the when the rules were easing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i started taking up several hobbies and in the one hobby i then met a family very very kind family and not knowing that the main person in that family was after something else not just teaching me this hobby not just edifying me or growing me in a way mm-hmm. but after me so it's so what is this hobby if i may ask this hobby is horse riding oh <laughs> fancy hobby i love horses <laughs> And so it just so happened that taking up this hobby I'm learning the skill and the smile would then move to he would move from okay what are you doing what are you studying oh okay that's nice that's interesting let's incorporate this let's let's see what we can do to more so are you dating mm. are you in a relationship have you ever done the deed and questions like that that for me i thought males will be males you know hardy har har it was said in and asked in such a way where you would not suspect that yes. there was anything to but it but he was insinuating something he wasn't clearly yeah. yes and then it happened then that we would be out or as a family now as a family friend we would be out doing something and then hand signs would start being shown you know ones that as children when you see you're like oh my goodness this is what they mean mm. when the with the one hand you'd make like a a hole or a tunnel and then with the other hand you'd insert your index finger oh, things no. like that mm. were being made and it i felt uncomfortable so sexual connotations yes mm. to them it mm. it really did allude to that but at the time again i didn't think much of it family friend i felt safe and to that degree i felt that loveish mm. that i never saw in mm. the marriage at home mm. so when the rape happened inevitably i thought it was my fault how did the rape happen so where were you guys <laughs> funny story we were actually out we were planning an event okay right a group event team building and it was a whole team of us it was a whole family of us and so we had to sleep in a central place so that we could wake up in the morning 5 a.m. go where we had to go prepare what we had to prepare and then the event would then be successful mm-hmm. so we each had our own rooms mm-hmm. and at around 1:45 a.m. I'm a very light sleeper and I'm a I'm an early bird. Who you are? I'm an <laughs> early bird at like 3:30 a.m. Like <laughs> I wake up so early but like, I'm, yeah. I'm finishing off my devotion my then I'm going to make my way there. <laughs> Why? So are you not going to go back to sleep? Like <laughs> once I'm up I'm up. I'm an early bird. So sure. at around 1:45 a.m. I then hear my door creaking open. Hmm. I'm thinking okay no no this is not it it's it's probably just the wind something mm-hmm. you know so I close my eyes then I hear footsteps it's wooden floors 
I hear footsteps. And I look towards the door and I see him entering. And I'm thinking, no, man, probably just want something. Maybe they left something in the rooms when we were organizing ourselves, you know. Next thing, there's a weight on the bed, on the other side of the bed. Mm. Then it hit me that, oh, no. Mm. All the hand signals, all the things he was alluding to, all the connotations. Mm. This is what was supposed to happen in Mm. his head. Mm. Mm. And the fact that maybe I did not say no, Mm. maybe he thought, oh. You're giving him permission. Yeah, maybe she does want it. Mm. I did not have a full set of pajamas. So I was just wearing an oversized t-shirt and and that's it. And my underwear. Next thing I feel hands caressing my thighs. And I'm thinking, no, no, this is no. not happening. This is not happening. I don't know to sc- if I should scream. I don't know if I should yell. I don't know what to do. He's playing music. He walked in playing a song, a certain song. Mm. And then after that, when he felt that I wasn't wearing any pants, he then giggles. Then he pins me. Because now all he had to do was just lift the shirt. Then he pins me, arms, my wrists put together, holds, holds them with the one hand. And then my legs, he opens them. And then pins them with his knees. Sure. What What are you saying to him at the time? Or are you just traumatized? I'm frozen. Yes. And just like, yeah. What is going on? This is not happening to me. It cannot be, be happening to me. He's not saying anything either. He's just like on a mission. He says, shh, relax. The more you relax, the less it will hurt. And I'm thinking, okay, there's just nothing I can do. I sort of tried to close my legs, but the way I was pinned down, there was nothing that I could do. So I close my eyes. He does what he does. I cry. And Mm. then after that, he just, he finishes. He finishes, rolls to the other side of the bed and sleeps like a baby. Next to you. Next to so me. So he stayed. Like he stayed. The night. Like, like the night. Just to to make you feel like this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong happened Not here. even the night. He left. Before everyone got up, he then left. Went back to his room. How did you feel? Were you not in pain? I was in um, so... I was in excruciating pain. I remember I looked down and I saw blood. And then it hit me that, oh yeah, virgin... So I tap him and I say, I'm bleeding. He giggles. He stands up, gets a towel, gives it to me and goes back to sleep. Now I take the towel. I go to the bathroom. I dampen it. And I try to put it in such a way where at least the burning, the pain is going to stop. The blood is going to stop. Something has to happen. I was so traumatized. How old were you at the time? I was 21. Yo. I was so proud of myself because I thought I got to 21 and Aww. I am still whole. Oh my goodness. My parents are going to be so proud when they find out. And then when that happened, it absolutely broke me. My mental health declined immensely. Immensely. To a point where at one moment I found myself crying on the kitchen floor. Asking my mom to get me a psychologist. And she thought, oh, it was fine. You know, just the struggles of life. You're growing. I mean, did anyone know what happened? I did not tell anyone. You woke up in the morning, continued with with life. As, as if everything usual. was okay, as usual. Nothing mm. changed. Business of the day. Yeah. 
I did not say a word. I did not did you speak to, to him on that day? I did not say a thing. I was mute that entire day. I think I was still yeah. processing mm, what, had, what happened. had happened. And when you got home, you didn't tell your parents either. I, I was so scared that they wouldn't believe me. Because this is someone who is esteemed. This mm. is someone who does community work. Someone who's trusted. Someone by the who's very trusted. Not just by my family, by people as a whole in general. How do I then say? Yeah this happened i really thought they wouldn't believe me how do you start telling your parents that this is this this is yes, what happens yes. especially knowing that you're coming from a home where already things are rough yes. between the parents who's gonna and blame you already who? feel like it's your fault you yes. get the, the shame the blame mm. For so it really time. does take a lot of courage yeah. to be yeah. able to open up about something like that yeah. especially when you're a virgin now you're like okay i did it so you're dealing with you know i yeah. did it you know yeah. it's just it's a lot mm. yeah um okay so what happened then after because from from that incident mm -hmm. so many more things just followed you it spiraled I wasn't even aware that my mental health was spiraling downwards. For me, I was still normal. I was, I was. You thought you thought, yeah. I really thought I was God's strongest soldier. I'm like, ah, I can handle this. That's, I'm not the only one. That's fine. People have been through this. I'm gonna get through this myself, you know. So I carried on with school until one day I wake up. I'm paralyzed from the waist down. I cannot move my legs. I call a friend. He comes. Quickly, and I'm at res at this time. Mm. He comes quickly. We call the ambulance. We go to the hospital. And then that was that. They couldn't find what the problem was. Until one particular doctor then said, okay, if this is not physical, it's going to be mental, psychological. Okay. Did something happen to you? And I said, yes. And then I asked him, look, please test for everything. Hmm. Bloods, because I never went to the hospital mm. after that. I, I told him test for everything. And he did, and then he asked why, and I told him, and he said, okay, but we have to tell your parents now. Mm. I cried. I said, I, ca I, ca I can't. And he said, you don't have to, I'll do it. And he went outside to the waiting area. He told my parents. They walked in, and I cried for the first time, yeah. time. You, it out. you could deal with mm -hmm. the pain that mm -hmm. you've been carrying for so long yeah yes my mom cried and she said look i did not want you to go through this this is too much my dad the first words my dad said to me was i believe you Aww. we believe you mm. you didn't have to carry so this they on knew it was at this point they didn't oh they, they asked me don't know they just know that you're raped. Yeah. yeah. But they don't know no. who. I said, look, I can't tell you now. <laughs> Do they know now? <laughs> They're going to know now. Why is it a secret for you? What, what, what are you protecting him from? I don't know why I felt the need to protect him and his identity. Are you scared of him? I was. He's a man with a temper. Okay. With a temper of note and because he was so esteemed and because i was part of the family and i led everything forward you know being the female and the horses and the I, mm. I i felt like okay this is gonna go sideways and then he told his son and people that i seduced him that is why i ended up leaving the family and the team 
and yeah the sure. paralysis happened then i went to counseling that is when only then was it then exposed and told to me that look you were raped that is the first time i could actually say what it clicked it clicked mm. that uh, me so it wasn't my fault it took a year and a half mm. at least for me to be able to say i was raped i used to say i was assaulted and mm. anything to hide just try to yeah, you know, know. Yeah. Yeah. It's that a bad. Bit. it can't be rape rape me no mm. way it it and then i dealt with it still dealing with it how mm. did you deal with it where you did you go to a psychiatric ward yes i went to a, a i was admitted because after that with the whole kitchen incident i was like look mom i can't i need to see a psychologist they booked me um to go see my dad's psychologist and then i went to the mental health clinic to her offices I didn't even speak about it. I just thought it was everything happening at home, the toxicity at home. Yes. So I spoke about that only and she said, "No, it's fine. Um what are you busy with? I'm studying. Okay, we can't admit you yet, but maybe when you are on holiday." Mm. And I looked at her and I said, mm -mm. "It has to happen no. this week. You I'm not leaving." Feel. Yeah. How, <laughs> how did you feel sure. at that moment? What was going on in your head? I was, did you feel like you're losing it? I was suicidal. Okay. Mm. For me to get to that point of asking to see a psychologist, I was then putting two and two together of mm. if I take this with this and that, I could end my life and no one would know. It would be as though I died in my sleep. <clears throat> That's bad. I was that suicidal. And when I told her this, she said, "Okay, yeah, no. leave school <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> We are admitting mm. you. We are going to deal with whatever it is that's happening." and we kind of dealt with home oh but you know school is stressful home is stressful everything mm. is stressful for two weeks only in the final week during conversation when she was now asking me to reflect on what i've learned you mentioned I this i mentioned it in passing in passing <laughs> Okay. Because it's always been there at, yeah, the, bag. at the back of my but head. But she, but 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 it's difficult to attach yourself to that situation. Yes. It was. It's like it's not me. <laughs> exactly. You like no, it's not me. So even then, you still like ah. And then this happened like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then she said, Rochelle, you were raped. And then she gave me the rest of the day to digest it. And then we started working. on healing from the trauma mm. of rape specifically and then i i got somewhere <laughs> i got mm. somewhere um it still spiraled after that because you know healing is not linear yeah mm. it comes in waves i tried to put myself in situations where i would be raped again so that at least this time i can fight at least this mm. time someone would go to prison <gasps> Yeah, because you wanted to redeem that moment yes. somehow. Somehow I wanted to have control. Hmm. So that happened. And then yeah, that passed. My parents now knew about it. We carried on with life. Everything at home seemed to be going fine and well. And then it wasn't again with my parents' very toxic relationship and things spiraled. and i nearly lost one of them 
due to mm. mental health struggles the same way that I was going to lose my life mm. I nearly lost a parent to that and mm. at the time I was at res and my sibling calls me crying and says look this is happening to my to our parents sure. mm. and I rush home and I see them almost lifeless oh no mm. I had to be strong <laughs> But I'm sure that shattered you. It shattered me. It, to is the that core. what affected your your school my progress? academics? Yeah. Yes, mm. because after that, I could not visit my parent anymore. In the hospital when they were recovering, I thought, look, I can't see them like this. I can't see the tubes down the nose and down oh. the throat. I I cannot. And I, also, the reason why they're there as well yes. affects you because you you now understand what mental health is, is. and you know for you to um, try and take your own life, it means you have had enough of some yes. sort of... It, it was just too much. It was way so too much. So you get it and you're like... It's, it's a lot. It almost happened and almost in the same way that I was thinking of doing it to mm. myself. Mm. Now here they are. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened after... And then they recovered. I never did. Academically, mental health wise, I never did. I could not then be an early bird anymore. I could not wake up. Depression hit me and it hit me hard. Mm. To a point where I was having suicidal ideations again. And then I called the university psychiatrist. And she said, look, we have to admit you. This was close to the end of the year, close mm. to exam season. And I knew this that, is okay, last year. This is last year. And I knew mm. that, okay, I have to write exams, but not now. We made the arrangements mm. with the lecturers and went to the mental health clinic for about a week and a half. It wasn't long. Where then she had to snap me back to reality that, yeah. girl, mm. I know everything happened. I know you've been through a lot. Mm. But you need to focus. Yes. You need to get through just this this last stride. Just just this last lap. That's it. That's it. And I did. And as I was supposed to go and write my exams, one lecturer said, No, you're not you're not writing. That's just it. You have to repeat the year. Phew. I was mad. Not just at the lecture, I was mad at life. I was mad at my parents. I was mad at me. I was mad at the rapist. I was mad at God. Because I'm like, you let this happen. Because also with the financial implications of repeating a year. It's just like, it's a lot. Also, medicine is already so long. Exactly. (laughs) And you're like, if you want me to repeat, (gasps) I'm going to be here for almost a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you're thinking... struggling academically you know i'm an a student how how is it now gonna look how do you go from being an a student to repeating a year the, make it make sense mm. then only then the pe- people's opinions and what they would think of me started hitting which then affected me again again <laughs> i hid this year it's only now that i'm saying it out loud mm. that okay yes. i had to repeat a year i'm repeating yeah. a year because of this, I'm sure you felt like hiding under a rock. I have been hiding. <laughs> I have I literally been feeling. hiding. Mm. I've only been attending what I have to attend. I haven't been socializing with anyone. Mm. 
my friends who are my friends from my group, my class, mm. I have not been seeing them. Mm. I haven't been talking to them. I haven't been I've just been alone focusing on me and my academics. Yeah. Well, now they like watching. Now they're watching and now they So don't. and and I think it takes so much strength for you to mm. even speak about it openly because mm. I think it that alone takes so much strength. Yeah. Um but also I think it will give you also more courage to just be you like this is what it is this is what it is, what it is. Take, your is. take your life yeah. back i mean we're more than halfway through the year so well done Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you're almost done you're doing well um i think that's something to be celebrated you know yes. and i think the most important thing especially when dealing with um very difficult situations you have to literally put one foot after the other yeah. mm. it's just like so, that just like that and then you celebrate even the small achievements yes so that you're able, like the Bible says, like count your blessings. Yes. Because we're so easy to count the things mm -hmm. that go wrong. Yes. That when, this, when the good, good things, things happen, come. we don't it's see like, it. You it's don't like, see it happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. I thought, you know what, God, I'm just, I'm just going to take a leap of faith, of mm -hmm. courage. Yeah. I'm going to put myself out there. Yes. I'm going to speak about my story. I am going to be it's honest the with healing. everything yeah. that I've been mm -hmm. through. Yes, it's part of the healing and it's also acceptance. Acceptance. Mm. And I oh, I read a quote that said, I don't want to be on the other end of someone else's breakthrough. Mm. And I thought maybe by not putting myself out there, mm. I'm on the other end of someone yes. else's mm -hmm. breakthrough. Someone mm -hmm. needs to needs break to through. Got this, this girl. <laughs> yeah, someone else can't go through what you went through. Exactly. They need to immediately take that control that you never had. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this and is so why I'm here. I have story. been through and have overcome the, the most. most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Wow. <laughs> Any last remarks from you? Um, what are you doing now? What 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 do you need help with? And um how can yes. someone help you? You've helped someone oh, and so many yes, other people. Yes. But how can we be a helping hand to your destiny and your future and hopefully yes. one day come to your practice, you know, Please. and be like, girl. girl, you remember you came to, I've been through the yes. most, you know. The whole hospital, <laughs> oh. just the practice, God, okay. straight from my mouth to God's ears. Mm -hmm. Right now, I need help with funding. Because of repeating the year, mm -hmm. I lost my funding. So it has sure. been very hard. It has been very difficult for my mm. parents because we're barely making ends meet. So you were starting with a bursary. I was on a bursary. Okay, mm. so bursary. obviously when you fail, you the lose the bursary. Yes. So who paid this year? What happened? Faith. <laughs> no one sure. paid. My fees are still outstanding. And no. that's, that's, that's the disadvantage of studying is the fact that for this year, everything is going to be fine until I have to register next Again, year. Okay. Yeah. Then they're going to remind me of, but you owe us. So you can't, you can't register. So right now I am running a campaign on Backup Buddy oh. where I'm trying to raise at least half okay. of yeah. what I need for my academics. Yes. Yeah. Then we can pay that. And then it's going to be easier for me. I'm obviously going to reapply for bursaries because mm. I'm doing much better this year. Mm, good nice. so, but they're not going to pay what's outstanding, outstanding from yeah. this year. So okay. the goal is to get what's outstanding from this year paid off. And then we can move on and finish the studies. Awesome. So I would appreciate help from anyone and everyone to just 
go on the campaign, the Backup Buddy campaign. Is and it like a crowdfunding thing? It's a crowdfunding. Okay. okay. So all it's right. very transparent. We'll share all the link on the description yes. box. But I hope that you have drawn so much strength and courage to be able to go and take charge of your life. Remember to go and join the crowdfunding strategy that she has. Yeah. Let's make sure that she gets her degree eventually. Yes, Absolutely. Please. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You. We really, really appreciate it and wish you nothing but the best in your healing process, in your educational process. Go on, Kenji. Thank Everything. you for Continue testifying. I will. <laughs> and then we'll have our hospital. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, for myself, Millicent. And myself, Innocent. And our lovely guest, Rochelle. It's bye, bye for now. now.